Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio here on the Royal Kingdoms Podcast. This is our 33rd episode. This is August 26, 2021. I am your host, Noelia, and I have been away for a bit on some missions for our Heavenly Father. I wish to thank Sister Yira for her last two podcasts on deliverance, and she will be adding to that series in the coming weeks. And if you haven't listened to it, please start today. I will join you, and we have much to talk about, and I am very glad you are here. So much is going on in the world, but we must never forget that our living God makes all things possible, and that no petition is too small or impossible for our mighty God to act on our behalf. Hallelujah. We do this podcast for the love of God, and we will never ask for a donation to keep the Lord's message pure. Please find us here on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, LA, and FM Player. Please download and share this message with your family. So let's all please join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Please, Lord, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our our transgressions and our trespasses. But please help us not to fall into temptation, and deliver us from evil, for thy is the kingdom and the power and glory forever and ever. Amen. We wish to thank GospelRiver.com for trust and obey. Well, for those of you who are going through so many afflictions, just know we have to trust in our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, and trust and obey His will. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Today's episode is entitled, The Lord is Coming, But Before He Comes. Recently, in the past few months, I have traveled around to several evangelical churches. And the new theme since this COVID crisis is Christ is coming. 
But the message is one of he's coming and judgment is here now. And so we just trust whatever is going to happen is going to happen. While I do believe we are in the last days or in the end times as some would declare, there are many things that must manifest before Yeshua HaMashiach returns. Some of us may be standing and some of us not or sleeping in Christ until that glorious day of his waking us up to gather us to his new kingdom. Hallelujah. If we turn to Thessalonians and review both one and two, we will find how all things must come to pass before our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, returns. We will look at those passages in our next coming podcast. But first, let's take a look at what Yeshua said and did in John chapter 6. The Gospel of John goes over a large amount of material, which is also covered in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. However, some primary content of John 6 is how Yeshua takes a, a boy's small lunch of two small fish and five little pieces of bread in John 6, 9 through 13. This was the most public of all the miracles Jesus performed and the one which garnered him the most immediate worldly acclaim. Each Gospel of John covers several miracles performed by Jesus, but this is the only miracle included in all four accounts. The crowd's need for food provokes different reactions from the disciples. Some just want the problem to go away. Some are concerned with money, and some simply bring whatever they can to find Jesus, trusting him to do the rest. Let's take a look at John 6 through 7. There arises a problem. The mass is there watching Yeshua perform miracles, and now they are far from home and any place they could provide them with a meal. The crowd gathers money, but this is not the 20th century where you can get a takeaway or where a corner store is available. This is a mountaintop and nothing around as food source that could provide enough food for this multitude. But one, only one, one mighty redeemer. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said, Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he knew himself. He knew what he would do. Philip answered, 200 dinar worth of bread is not sufficient for them that everyone of them may have a little. Yeshua asked, where shall we buy bread? Knowing full well that it was an impossible task, he tested Philip. Now, we need to kind of meditate on this for a moment and think about where we're at in this time in the world. You have all of these people that are in need of something something substantial to, to survive, but you do not have 
what you need and you cannot buy it because it's nowhere to be found at this moment. 200 DNR worth of bread is not sufficient. Their problem was at least two parts. First, they didn't have the resources to buy bread to feed the multitude. So first of all, they didn't even have enough money. Even though they had money, it wasn't enough. It wasn't substantial. Secondly, even if they had had the money, it would be impossible to purchase enough bread to feed them all. Where are they going to go at this moment? What baker is going to have sufficient bread for 5,000 people without a pre-warning or without pre-ordering? Then in 8 to 9, Andrew's help. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? There wasn't much to work with, but God doesn't need much. In fact, God doesn't need any help. But he often deliberately restrains his work until he has had our participation. Hallelujah. This is very key, brethren. Our participation is essential in every act of a miracle happening from the hand of heaven, from the living God, from our mighty King. He acts, but He wants our participation. Amen. Hold on for a second. We got more to cover. And Yeshua took these loaves. Now, they were very little. They were not big. They were, they were made out of barley. Barley was less significant than wheat at this time. In this day, if you had wheat, that was kind of like eating the most supreme flour at the time. But barley, it's a bunch of grain. It's, it was made into a cake, uh, round, and there were only five of them. Five little ones and two little fish. This was for a boy's lunch. So the Lord took these loaves, and when he had given thanks, and he, he gave thanks to God Almighty above us, Hallelujah. He gave thanks to our Father. And he then distributed them to the disciples. And the disciples, and the disciples gave the bread and fish to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as many as they wanted. For, for two little fish and five loaves of barley bread, the Lord Yeshua increased it right before them. Hallelujah. God loves us. He will not let us go without. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anything, this message should reign inside of your heart today. God will not let you go without. He will never flee from you because he is your love. He will remain true to you today, tomorrow, and yesterday because God is everlasting. When he gives you a promise, he doesn't step away. He steps in front of the, the foe and he provides in the times that are the most essential in the times of distress, God is going to deliver. And he delivered on this day. So most everyone ate and was filled, but it had, they had no idea that a miracle was happening. The disciples did not do this miracle. Okay, we may pray to God for a blessing 
but is he who chooses to act on the blessing and deliver the miracle. Praise be to the mighty king. Hallelujah. So the disciples didn't act on this miracle, but they simply distributed the miraculous work of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. Yeshua, Jesus, relied on the labor of these disciples in this great miracle. So they participated in the receiving of that miracle. This also reminds me of the time of Moses when God sent manna from heaven. The manna was distributed from heaven and was brought down, caught, and was handed out by Moses and that, and that's on that day where he delivered it. And now we have the apostles, the disciples of God, Yeshua, working to spread this miracle work of Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua relied on the labor of the disciples in this great miracle. He could have created the bread and fish in a pocket or the bag of every person sitting on this mountain, but he didn't. Yeshua, through the disciples, did not understand or anticipate the miracle. Yeshua invited them to participate in it. Then they distributed miraculously. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Multiple bread and fish, without their work, no one would have been fed. And remember, they were fed and they were given as much as they could be filled with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we look in John 14, Yeshua, as the prophet predicted by Moses, then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. This practical, generous expression of power is first met with amazement and praise. However, Yeshua recognizes that there is a flaw in the crowd's reaction. Rather than seeing a miracle as a sign, the people are merely pleased with the idea of getting a divine handout. This is a very strong message today, my brethren, because a lot of, we have been taught some false teachings in the world that that's all God is about. If we want prosperity, all we have to do is pray. Everything is going to be good. Everything is going to be for us. And while some of these things are true, again, we're going to go back. Christ is coming, but not before. And I say dot, 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 because we have to fill in those dots. And those dots are there are some there are some actions that we must take in the pursuit of receiving Christ the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. And it's not just because a divine handout. This crowd was willing to support Jesus or Yeshua so long as he gave them what they wanted, bread. Sometimes in life we have Christians that only want the good that God has to offer. But when they have to go through troubled waters, they say goodbye. They put their backs to the Lord. And I've seen this happen in front of me. I've seen it happen many times. I have been witness to it. And I'm going to say that I have been tested on some, on some occasions. And it gets very trying. I agree. But we must hold to the faith 
and to the, to the love that God has provided us and his willingness to deliver us. That's, what, that's, the, that's where we have to hold our faith. So it is easy to criticize how the crowd loved Jesus or Yeshua for the bread he gave them, but we often only love Yeshua or Jesus Christ for what he can give us. So just think about that. You are the God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. You created all things. And all the people want now is what you can do for them. They don't care. They don't need to adore you. They don't need to praise you. They don't need to say they love you. All they want is what they want. So that doesn't feel right. And I don't think it would feel right for any parent that has had a child. And maybe the child turns on them. And you say, well, I'm not going to, uh, the, I love you freely. It's true. We love freely. But, but the behavior, our character, our character is flawed when this is the only thing we can see out of the living God is what he can do for us. So um, we must also love and obey him simply for who he is, the Lord and God. The people attempt to make Yeshua their earthly king. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. They were about to come and take him by force to make him king, King was a, a political title at that time. The crowd was willing to support Yeshua or Jesus Christ because they wanted to use him to throw off Roman oppression, either directly in Judea or indirectly through Hedra in Galilee. Now, I'm gonna step. I'm gonna step back for a moment. But if you go back to our episode number four, our number fourth episode about the unknown God. And there I explained to you how we ended with earthly kings. This is in, uh, if you go to um, the time of Samuel, you will find out how we ended with earthly kings and the unknown God. Because now the people are seeing these marvelous, miraculous miracles that Yeshua is doing and they're liking this they're wanting him to be their king on this earth but Yeshua is not wanting that so he departs he goes alone and Jesus wasn't impressed about this he wasn't impressed that they oh you're going you're doing this for us you you made these two little fish and bread and, and we want you to be our king because you're a miracle worker. He was not impressed by that. He was not seduced by this crowd that they wanted to make him a king. He turned his back on this crowd and went to pray because Jesus, Yeshua, was more interested in being with his Father in heaven than in the hearing of the applause of this crowd. But to Yeshua, the prospect of an earthly king was nothing else than a temptation of the devil. And he decisively rejected it. He saw the crowds were in great excitement 
and were meaning to come and violently carry him off and declare him their king and messiah in the opposition to their civil power already. He saw his disciples beginning to be caught in that wild enthusiasm. He who is already king has come to open his kingdom to men, but in their blindness, men try to force him to be the kind of king they want. Thus, they fail to get the king they want, and they lose the kingdom he offers. This is a very, very important piece of the puzzle to the kingdom of heaven. God sent Yeshua as his son, but he was a form of the living God in himself. He is offering you his kingdom, but you as an earthly people want the king in your materialistic mindset of this earth. That clashes with the kingdom of heaven. And that's where we are in the world right now. We have the kingdom of heaven clashing with the earthly kings of the earth. That is where the battle lies today, my friends. And that's why we're looking at this, because these things we must set in place, and we must look and we must meditate on the words of God, His own very words, and His own very actions while He, while he was here before. That these all set a precedence for the, the times that we're in now, but also how we're going to escape where we're at. How will we be redeemed? How will we be rescued by our living God? It is by following what He has laid out for us. Not what we think the, the right way we should go. Because if we continue in the way that we think on this earth, we are headed to sure disaster. We are headed to sure destruction. Because we are not as wise as our Heavenly Father. The, king, the crowd follows Yeshua and his disciples to Capernaum. And on the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except the one which his disciples had entered and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from uh, Tiberias near the place where they had ate the bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Yeshua was not there, nor his disciples, they also got in boats to Capernaum, seeking Yeshua. On the following day, after the miraculous feeding of the 5,000 and the night, you seek me. Not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and you were filled. Instead of telling them when and why he came, Yeshua told them why they came. Because they wanted more food miraculously provided by Yeshua. They wanted the bread, but more than just the bread, they also wanted the display of the miraculous and a miracle king to lead them against their Roman oppressors. 
they were quite unaffected by the wisdom of his words and the beauty of his deeds, but a miracle that found food precisely met their wants. And so there was an excitement, but an impure enthusiasm, very unwelcome to Yeshua. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures for everlasting life. Those asking this question of Yeshua went to do a lot of trouble to follow and find him. Yet their work was for the food which perishes. Things that filled a stomach and rule and earthly kingdoms. Jesus wanted them to labor for the food which endures for everlasting life. For those who haven't understood these examples spoken and miracles given here in John 6 by our own very own Lord and Savior Yeshua HaMashiach, on this earth at this moment, there we are in grave spiritual danger. And we must listen and review these scripts again and meditate on the Lord's word. For, for as Yeshua stated, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures for everlasting life in John 28, 29. Yeshua answers their second question. Then they say to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Yeshua answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. The first work is to believe in him who he sent. Yet God is also concerned about our obedience. And th in this sense, our faith in him is not a substitute for works. Our faith is the foundation for works that truly please our living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the living King of Kings. And John 34 to 40, they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread alive. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that all he has given me, I sh shall lose nothing but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Please pay attention to this, my friends, because the Lord is coming, but not before some things take place. I am the bread of life, Yeshua answers. He hoped to lift up their eyes from the material bread and earthly kingdoms 
and on to spiritual realities. They needed to put their confidence in Yeshua instead of in the material bread. He who comes to me refers to the coming here meat is performed by desire, prayer, assent, consent, trust, and obedience. I am going to go one step further to embrace the living God and our mighty King Yeshua with all your heart, to love him with all your might. That is a true surrender to embracing God through Yeshua HaMashiach. He is the one true God we should desire to become one with, to partner with for both our spiritual and earthly needs of guidance. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And this is where the Jews clash with Yeshua, because they thought they were the chosen by God by virtue of their physical, natural birth. And here's where we're going to show you that the days, of, the days of Abraham were far different than when the Lord dispersed the tribes of Judah, okay? Because they had come into sin and they were not repenting and they were going far, far away from God. And so here it goes. Jesus made it very clear that God must draw them before they can come to God. So God must call you to come to Jesus. He must call you to come to Jesus before you can come back to God. He made a bridge through Yeshua. That is the one true only bridge that God has created. Everyone who responds to the Father will respond to the Son. Everyone must become circumcised in the heart slain in the spirit of the Holy Spirit by the hand of the living God through Yeshua HaMashiach. Those are our living God's terms as he said. He sent his son, Yeshua, to die for our sins, both spiritual and physical. Draws as the same latitude of meaning as draw. It is used, to, is used by towing a ship, dragging a cart, or pulling on a rope to set sails. But it is also used in John 12, 32, of a gentle but powerful moral attraction. Hallelujah. The true bread from heaven. Most assuredly, and this is in John 47, 51, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. Think about that for just one moment. God saved Israel from Egypt and he brought them through the Red Sea. He split the sea for them, brought them into the wilderness. They complained because they didn't have food. Well, he fed them. He gave them manna. But he's telling you right now in this, in this script, he's telling you that even those that ate the manna that fell from heaven are dead to him. Do you want to know why? 
because they did not have the bridge that we have through Yeshua. They were still living by the old covenant, the old covenant of being under the curse of this land. Yeshua broke the curse when he went to the cross by dropping his blood on the earth. He broke the curse and he also defeated death. Those are the two sure things that he did that broke and defeated Satan. But before this time, we were still living under his original laws. And even though he loved his people and gave manna to them, those that did not seek God and did not want to open their hearts to him, they are dead to him. Because that is the way it is at that time. It was very, very strict. And that's the way it was. And he's, he's confessing it here. He's letting you know that he says. I want to repeat it again. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Anyone that believes in me, you will have everlasting life. That means, what is that belief, brethren? The belief is God sent his son. He died on the cross. He broke the curse by his blood, hid in the earth. He broke death. Because he returned, he resurrected. Okay? And through that resurrection, he gave us a new life. He also brought us the Holy Spirit, the one that dwells within us. So those are the key things to remember in who is God and who is Yeshua HaMashiach. And he says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are now dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it, and it will not die. So if you partake in God, and you believe in God, and you eat this bread of life, which is Yeshua HaMashiach, you will never die. But they ate the physical manna, because they think at that time of, of Moses, in the, in the wilderness, they had physical, there was a physical bread that came down. My God loves me, the physical bread has come down. But they forgot to allow God inside. That's what happened. They forgot to let God inside. So, this bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it, and it will not die. And who is the living God? The living God is, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall Give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world, is which what he has done on the cross. So we are gifted in a sense to be alive at this very moment in time, to be able to choose. So we embrace our living King Yeshua HaMashiach and we denounce our sinful ways, to denounce evil among us and in this world. For the Lord reigns and is fully alive. He is alive. He is alive. And I say right now where you're sitting or standing, shout that out today, wherever you are in this world. The Lord is alive. The Lord is alive. The Lord reigns. He reigns. He reigns. Hallelujah. During the time of Moses, our forefathers ate this manna, sent down from heaven, but they still died. They died because they only believed in a physical God and physical happenings. They only believed in what they could touch and swallow, not what could fill them with spirit of God, his love, his love for us, God's desire for we 
whom he created to develop a meaningful relationship of trusting in him and loving him back, but also our desire to sin no more, to turn away from our wrongful ways and embrace his precepts and his commandments, to fill our souls with his heavenly words, his words, his living words, Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach is our spiritual bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is not an offering of a piece of bread that we eat in his honor, but, we, but by partaking in the physical action, it is symbolic to our full belief in Christ Yeshua, that he is with us still to this day and every day and to all into eternity because we believe in him who has already broken the chains of hell and death as he resurrected and still lives and rules in this world. My flesh is food indeed, he said, and my blood is drink indeed. The sacrifice of Jesus is food and drink for the hungry and thirsty soul. When we receive and internalize Christ Yeshua and Him crucified for us, we truly abide in Jesus Yeshua and He in us abides in me and I in Him. He who eats this bread will live forever. Yeshua offers us heavenly bread for eternal life, but we must eat it. Faith in Yeshua is not compared with tasting or admiring, but with eating. Yeshua says that we must have him within us. We must partake of him. When we get to John 65 to 66, the spiritual reason why many walked away. And he said, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. I'm going to repeat that one more time. The spiritual reason why many walk away. And he said, Therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. And why did they do this? Because Jesus always spoke the truth, and he did not care if it offended their ways, their customs, their religions, their false doctrines of this earthly kings. Therefore, they turned away. And it, this also reminds us of Matthew 20. The young boy or the young man said unto him, all these things I have kept from my youth up, what do I still lack? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But the young man heard that saying, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is one instance. And you might say, well, I am poor. I have nothing. I don't have material things. 
But what it matters is that what are you willing to give up to receive the Spirit of God, to abide in Him, obey in Him, and to put off your treasures. Don't worry about the treasures of this earth because they are not everlasting. They rust. They tarnish. It ruins. It can be stolen. There's so many things about our treasury, our treasures on earth that can be destroyed. But the treasures in heaven can never be tarnished. And the treasures in heaven can never be destroyed. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go forward here and it says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Speaking for the twelve, Simon Peter gave a wonderful statement of faith. He recognized Yeshua as Lord. He recognized Yeshua as the perfect alternative despite the difficulties. He recognized the value of spiritual things more than material and earthly desires of those who walked away. He recognized Yeshua HaMashiach as the Messiah and God, the Son of God, the living God. Hallelujah. Please, brethren, if you will, let's turn to Timothy 1.6. Let as many bondservants are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Teach and exalt these things. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of the Lord Christ Yeshua, and to the doctrines which accords with goodness, godliness. He is proud knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, rifling, evil suspicions. Unless wranglings, useless wranglings of men, of corrupt minds and destitute of truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain, from such withdraw yourself. Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these shall be content. But those who despise to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish, harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith and in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called to have confessed the good confessions in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you 
in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Yeshua, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep his commandments without spot, blameless until our Lord Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only Pontident, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in inapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, and that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, store enough for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. O Timothy, guard what was committed to you trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. This is where we must dig in and really tap into Yeshua HaMashiach and wish to dwell with Him on His terms. Because it's not just enough that we believe. It is good that we believe and have faith in God. But we must meet God on His terms, not on these earthly terms. Please consider these many things that we have covered today. Please go back and revise all of these scripts. A lot of things will come to pass, but the Lord's promise is everlasting and endures all things, places, and times. Our God's hand is still outstretched to receive you through Yeshua HaMashiach. He wants you to return to His love for you to love Him as well with all your heart and to sin no more and follow His ways, His commands, His statutes, and praise Him in all things that come your way. For He will deliver you from your enemies and make His face to shine upon you. Let's stand up and claim our King and declare our sacrifices in praise. Praise the living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
a special thanks to gospelriver.com for Spirit of the Living God. We also like to thank everyone that has contributed to our episodes this past year. And we want you to look forward to our next episode where we're going to be focusing on Thessalonians 1 and 2. Please join us very soon. We look forward to seeing you again. May God be with each and every one of you. God bless and we see you soon. You have been listening to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio here on the Royal Kingdoms Podcast.